You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. If you're watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network live YouTube stream, we got a nice show for you on a Wednesday. I got my man Chris Bavona, the manimal as usual, on the one. And tunes, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We're helping you win your league and win that cash. A little bit later on, we will be hearing from you as we open up the phone lines as we usually do at 844-843-6879. Before we do that, we're going to go around the league as we usually do. You know, Wednesdays, you get the first injury reports for Week 11. As I always say, that serves as a baseline. Some of these guys are just getting regular maintenance and rest days because uh, I don't know if you've heard, but football is a violent game, so we'll dig into that. I also want to tell you, I'm going to be giving you some tips. You know, a lot of people are telling me, yo, I'm 7-3, and three, I'm 8-2, and two, I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm going to tell you, if you're a team that's looking good for the playoffs, you need to start acting like a championship contender right now. I'm going to tell you a couple of tips to get ahead of the game for the playoffs, and you could start work on that right now, heading into week 11. We also got a poll question up that I think is very interesting interesting because if nothing else it shows the recency bias i'm gonna ask you which first or second year quarterback would you like most to start your franchise with is it a guy like dak prescott from last year is it deshaun watson from this year what about one of the first or second pick in last year's draft jared goff or carson wentz out of the four one of them are running away with it on twitter right now and I'm a little bit surprised of which one it is. You can check it out yourself. At Spittin' Speeds is where you can find me on Twitter. Hit me up. If you do, use the hashtag StatsOverBeats, and I'll definitely get back to you. We have a late nominee, Bavona, for hashtag Game of Inches, but I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of want to disqualify the entry. Bavona, I want to get your take on it. And we also have word on the AL and NL Cy Young Awards. So here at the Fantasy Freestyle, we want to tip our cap to Corey Kluber in the American League, 18-4, and 225 ERA. He got 28 of the 31st place votes. And in the National League, Max Scherzer wins the Cy Young, 16-6 and six with a 2-5-1 ERA. If you were listening to the Fantasy Freestyle before the baseball season even started, you would know that I nailed the AL. I had the Astros winning the AL pennant. I had... Corey Kluber winning the AL Cy Young. And I had Jose Altuve winning the AL MVP. In the National League, not so much. I had the Washington Nationals winning the pennant. Not Scherzer, but Bryce Harper winning the MVP. Oh, yeah. And Noah Syndergaard winning the Cy Young. I guess that didn't work out. But that's all right because it is football season. And I'm going to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Come on right back. It's Wednesday. So we got to look at practice reports. And we'll be doing that right when we come back. 
Hey, I'm Frank Stanfield, and here is Greg Sussman of the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do I get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out what we're playing. The showtime changes to make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Speed is always ready right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, whether it is live or anywhere you get your podcast, you know, iTunes, Google Play, or the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Check us out on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app because it could be me, Tony Sincata, Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, my guy Jake Seeley, Joey P. It does not matter. You get all this incredible fantasy-related content to help you win your leagues and win that cash, and you get it for free. I know a lot of people who hit me up on Twitter all the time, at Spit and Speed, say they really enjoy what we do here at the Fantasy Sports Network because, uh, you know, we're really trying to help people. We're really building a great community. So let's dive on in to the Wednesday in front of week 11 of the football season because practice reports start to come out. So we got a lot of interesting news there. But first, today was a big day at the quarterback position in fantasy football. First of all, the Bills have decided to go with rookie quarterback Nate Peterman out of Pittsburgh. They are sitting Tyrod Taylor. They are sitting T-Mobile. I have been telling you guys for the better part of the last two weeks about how much I actually like Tyrod Taylor and his outlook for the rest of the season. Apparently, the Pagula family, apparently McDermott does not agree with me. They are going Nate Peterman instead I was high on Tyrod Taylor. They are going in another direction. Let me tell you something. It wasn't Tyrod Taylor who gave up six touchdowns to the New Orleans Saints last week. It wasn't Tyrod Taylor who gave up over 280 yards on the ground to Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara last week. Okay, Tyrod Taylor is not the issue, in my opinion, on the Buffalo Bills. This is... I think this is front office politics. When the new regime came in, they said this at the beginning of the preseason. First of all, they did not re-sign or pick up Tyrod's fifth-year option, resigning him. You knew right then that they weren't hot or long for Tyrod Taylor. There's rumblings in the preseason that, oh, Tyrod Taylor wasn't really a scheme fit for the Buffalo Bills. They were going to put in a system where you needed to kind of deliver from the pocket. Let me tell you, all Tyrod Taylor has done has been careful with the ball, safe with the ball, done what has been asked of him, gives you rushing potential as well. He is one of the best 15 quarterbacks on planet Earth, and he is going to be sitting, it looks like, for the near term at least, and maybe the rest of the season as the Buffalo Bills look to see if Peterman is the pocket passer that they want. And let me tell you something, he's got Kelvin Benjamin on the outside, he's got Shady McCoy, both who went to Pittsburgh for college, by the way. You know, he's got a returning Charles Clay, so maybe he can do a little bit. The other thing I think this could be, and this is really nasty, 
because I said it about Jarvis Landry as well at the beginning of the year. These are guys who are about to hit the open market. And these franchises could be depreciating their value on the open market by not allowing Tyrod gain any more kind of productivity or counting stats for the rest of the year. And that, I bet, will take some money out of his pocket in the open market in the offseason. They are not the only people that made announcements at quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals, it looks like they are going with Blaine Gabbert. Drew Stanton is still banged up with that knee injury. He was not really fully going at practice, and they are making the decision to go with Blaine Gabbert. I actually think this is a lateral move, and Blaine Gabbert actually, in my opinion, has more upside than Drew Stanton, so I'm okay with this move, and I think it does not impact a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. I'm not done. The Minnesota Vikings said, quote unquote, they were very tempted to start Teddy Bridgewater this week as the Vikings take on the Rams. But instead, they said that after Case Keenum's performance last week where he threw for over 300 yards, they couldn't set him down. Remember, I said this on the Fantasy Freestyle earlier in the week. Fear is a great motivator. You got, I said it was all the way back to Alex Smith when they drafted Patty Mahomes. I said it was probably in play with C.J. Beathard with Jimmy Garoppolo waiting in the wings. I said that when Teddy Bridgewater was activated and dressed, that the same thing happened here with Case Keenum. And it looked like he did, in fact, save his job with a good performance last week. Let's see if he can do it again. Remember, Thursday night football kicks off week 11 tomorrow. And uh, Marcus Mariota and Delaney Walker have both been removed from the injury report for the Titans and exotic Smash Mouth in advance of that game. I'm going to be very interested to see tomorrow night if Marcus Mariota is back to his running ways as he comes back from that hamstring injury. It looks like he's been better and better each week. Let's see if he's a full go against the tough Pittsburgh Steelers defense in Heinz Field tomorrow night. More news. Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke has decided he is going to drop his appeal. So the story is over. Finally. I think. It looks like Zeke Elliott is going to take his medicine and serve his six-game suspension. Last thing I'll let you know here is that Aaron Rodgers took snaps in practice for the first time you know, since his injury. He took snaps on the side, you know, simulated snaps from like a trainer. But it's the first time he saw the practice field. He is still hoping for a return in week 15. Also, this week, not practicing right now. Chris Hogan with that shoulder, still not practicing. Will Fuller with the rib injury that he sustained last week, not expected to go. And head coach Bill O'Brien says that Ellington needs to see more targets. Keep an eye out on that. Des Bryant didn't practice, but I think he's just managing his reps. He did the same thing last week, had a good game. I like his matchup Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are like tops in the league against the run, not so much against the pass without Zeke Elliott there. I think you could fire up Des Bryant. You may hear his name in my DFS lineup on Friday's show. Ty Montgomery did not practice also because of ribs. They're saying they hope he can go. I wouldn't hold my breath. I think this is Jamal Williams' backfield, at least for next week. Jordan Reed 
Reed also did not practice. There's a shocker. I affectionately call him Mr. Glass. Philip Rivers, however, did return to a limited practice. He's still in the concussion protocol, so keep an eye out on that. I do think ultimately he will go on Sunday for the Los Angeles Chargers as they host Nate Peterman and the Buffalo Bills. Zach Ertz back practicing full. He's good to go. Brett Hundley was practicing in full with that hammy. He's good to go. Zay Jones returned to practice. I would wait and see on this Bills offense anyway outside of Shady McCoy. So, you know, I don't think that really rates right now. And Terrence West is back. And I think this is interesting because we're talking a lot of people talking about Danny Woodhead and the impact that might have on Buck Allen. But if Terrence West is back in the picture, might that impact Alex Collins? If you have a four-person committee, it's really going to tamper the productivity for everybody. All right. I told you that uh, I want you guys to start acting like a fantasy football championship or playoff contender, and you could do that now, okay? I actually wrote an article for Sports Grid. It's going to be, it's coming out now. Go on and check the link over at Sports Grid. I'll put it up on my Twitter timeline. But if you're 7-3, and three, if you're 8-2, and two, if you're 9-1, and one, if you're 10-0, and oh, first of all, if you're 10-0, and oh, send me a screenshot of it so I could, you know, toast you and whatnot. We'll definitely give you a shout-out on the show. But if you're, you know, if you have between 7 and 9 wins right now, you're a playoff team, okay? There's probably only, like, three weeks left in your regular season, if you have seven or eight or nine wins, you're probably a playoff team. You need to start getting yourself ready for the playoffs right now. And here are the three things that I'm going to tell you about. The first is now that the bye weeks are done, you know, you are doing great. Doing like picking up a guy like Alex Collins, picking up a guy like Paul Richardson. You have a good, you know, RB4. You have a good wide receiver five. Your second tight end was okay. Guess what? Now is the time you need to cut bait on those people. Without the buys anymore, what you need to do is start to figure out what is the best, most elite possible lineup you can run out in week 14. And 15 and 16. But week 14. And that means you don't carry your second tight end anymore. That means you don't carry a sixth wide receiver anymore. You know what that means you start carrying? You start carrying handcuffs. We said this in the poll question yesterday. As it related to free agent pickups and someone, Clayton Trahan, I believe, who always responds to the polls, was saying people like Eckler, people like Breida. Well, here's the thing. You need handcuffs at this point in the season. You need to start going out and getting them. If you have Le'Veon Bell, you need James Conner. If you have, you know, Carlos Hyde, you need Matt Breida. If you have Melvin Gordon, you need Austin Eckler at this point. No one else in the league needs those people. You do. Remember, I've been saying all season long about how having a bell cow running back, there's so few and far between. Well, it's not only the player. It's the way the team operates. So if, God forbid, you know, one of these bell cow studs go down for you, You need their handcuff because they are going to be next man up instead of these RBBCs, these committees where you don't know. Okay, you need to start going out and getting the handcuffs for your stud running backs. That is point number one. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you two other things that you need to do to get ahead of the curve to be ready to go for the playoff run if you are primed and ready to go. If you're 8-2, and let me know. So we're going to do that. I got a late hashtag game of inches nominee as well. I'm going to get Bavona's word on that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to open up the phones and hear from you. 844-843-6879. I know a lot of you people with Tyrod Taylor or Philip Rivers have questions for me. We'll be here to answer them. I'm going to get you ahead of the playoff curve when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, oh. 
Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Spitting statistician holding you down on a Wednesday. I got Chris Pavone, the manimal, with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And what I was doing, I was telling you how you need to get ahead of the game if you are, you know, going to be in the playoffs and get yourself ready to make a long playoff run. The first thing is, usually I don't care about the handcuffs. Now I care about the handcuffs, okay? If you have one of those, especially at the running back position, if you have some of those stud running backs, a Melvin Gordon, a Carlos Hyde, a Shady McCoy, a Le'Veon Bell, a Kareem Hunt. You need to go and get that backup. You need to get Sharkandrick West, okay? You need to go ahead and get uh, the Tolberts of the world. You need to get the James Connors of the world. No one else needs them. You need them just in case your stud goes down because it would be let next man up if, in fact, that team operates from a bell cow perspective. The second thing you need to realize is that in the playoffs, it becomes a little bit more like DFS rather than season long. And I say that to mean the matchup can become a dominant consideration. You know, you just need to get your best guy for just that week. For example, let's say you have two quarterbacks, right? And you got Russell Wilson as one of them. Well, they've got the cat scratch fever week 14, the first playoff week. I love Russell Wilson. He's a top five quarterback. If at any point this season you were like, should I drop Russell Wilson? Should I bench Russell Wilson? Should I trade Russell Wilson? I'm like, no, ride Russell Wilson. In the playoffs, it becomes a little bit different. Let's say you have two quarterbacks on your roster and you have Russell Wilson and you also have Jared Goff, you need to start operating as though Jared Goff is your starting quarterback. Jared Goff, in fact, faces the Houston Texans Week 14. I like that matchup a lot better than Russell Wilson potentially getting shut down when you need him in the playoffs. You need to start to consider the matchups a lot more than the player because it is win or go home and it's a one-week situation, very much like DFS. To be quite honest, when I originally wrote this article for Sports Grid, big time hot plug for my man, the King Scott Angle over there, hooking him up over there at Sports Grid. I said the same thing about Tyrod Taylor. The Bills have the Indianapolis Colts in that first playoff week. I would have thought him would have been a great matchup until we heard the news today. But that's point number two. Point number one is go get the handcuffs. Point number two is matchup over just the player, as it usually is in season long. My third point, and five, by the way, in matchups. Playoffs generally are weeks 14, 15, and 16. You know what two teams play each other twice in that three-week span in weeks 14 and 16? Two teams where both of those games would be indoors in a dome. 
both of those games where I believe the over-under on the game will be over 50. The New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons play each other twice in those three weeks. So when people are talking about, oh, Matt Ryan is uh, you know fading, I like his playoff matchups. All right, I just got to tell you. Here's my third point. Defense can actually win you championships. You know how they say defense wins championships? Well, defenses can win you fantasy championships as well. And here's the best part. Remember I told you you could cast aside your second tight end, your fifth wide receiver, your fifth running back right now? You can start to look at good defensive playoff matchups and get those guys, those teams on your roster. A lot of times, if you look at the matchup, you can find a mid-level kind of defense that no one is going to own throughout the season, but if they have a great matchup in week 14 and you need them, go right ahead and get them. For example, I, in my own home league, I have the Baltimore Ravens defense. The Baltimore Ravens defense is number two in the rankings right now in fantasy so far this season. They've helped me to a likely playoff-bound record of 7-3, and three, right? I'm starting to look, though, because the Baltimore Ravens, they have, like, Detroit and Pittsburgh in two straight playoff weeks. Those are not offenses I want to fade with my playoff season on the line. So try these guys on for size. In week... 14. First of all, in week 13, if you need a one or winner go home kind of thing, listen, the Chargers are home against the Cleveland Browns. They get pressure on the quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback will be. That's an interesting one. But in week 14, check these out. These are defenses you probably wouldn't have, but because of the circumstance, I think they're viable. Think about the Patriots. They're home against the Dolphins going up north in December with who knows if it's Jay Cutler or Matt Moore by then. What about the Titans at home? They seem to be a bad defense, but they welcome the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe they'll have some tape on Blaine Gabbert by then. But my favorite one, the Bills. We're talking about these Bills. They are home for the Indianapolis Colts, a team coming out of the Dome. I think that's a very interesting Week 14 defense. And Week 15, how about the Lions at home against the Bears? How about the Titans playing the 49ers? You think I might want to take the under on that game? Pick a side, any side. Or my pick would be the New Orleans Saints. If they are unowned, they are home in the Dome in a game they'll need to win against the New York Jets, who will probably be looking at their tea time by then, or maybe even playing the kids. That's another consideration. Maybe teams that haven't been good all year, but also what about teams that might be like running out some of their kids at this point in the season? And if you need a defense week 16, the Browns are playing the Bears. Pick a side. The Giants are playing the Cardinals. Pick a side, but my pick, the Chiefs are at home against the Miami Dolphins. Those are some defenses you can look. And I actually think at this point, if you're locked in and you got the spots to burn, grab two defenses. Grab three. Plot out all weeks. The same way you would plot out like a knockout or a survivor pool, you could do that with defenses right now. Plot out your defenses. Look at the matchup more than the skill of the players at some point and start to grab those handcuffs. All right. Hey, Bavona, we got a late Game of Inches nominee. Check this out. My boy on Twitter, Yo G. He won by .48, less than half a point, right? And he was facing Cam Newton, who put up a huge game. So he sweated it out at the end and said that was his hashtag Game of Inches, the last, like, kneel downs at the end for Cam. And I thought it was okay, but then he sent me his matchup. And check this out, Bavona. 
His opponent started Michael Crabtree, who was on a bye, and his opponent also started Didi Westbrook, who wasn't activated off the pup list just yet. I think this should disqualify his entry because he should have actually lost. I think it is poor form if uh, any team in your league is starting people with the bye or inattentive like that, have guys on the pup list still on. They shouldn't be invited back to the league. So I think I disqualify this young G because he should have actually lost, in my opinion. I still like Reed Hammer as our uh, hashtag Game of Inches. What do you think? Yeah, I got to go with you on this one. Uh, the fact that the, this guy only, the, the guy only won because of, of the buy. Because of, of mismanagement right yeah. of his opponent. Yeah, exactly. And you know something? I agree with you. That other person, though, should be kicked out of the league. I hate when people do not fix their lineups, that they're not paying attention. Like, I know we all get busy, but come on, man. You know this is fantasy football season. You know you're going to have to at least just put somebody in. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, if I'm a commissioner, that position would not be invited. And it creates imbalance in the schedule. You know, like, it's almost like giving a team a bye. You know, because what that manager is going to manage other weeks, you know, and everyone else is going to have to sweat it out for real. And you got lucky and got a W. But I digress. Check it out. What we're going to do, we're getting to my favorite part of the day. It's when I open up the phones and talk to my stats over Beat Cypher. The phone are open right now. The number to call is 844-843-6879. We're going to kick it off today in the cypher with my guy Trey in Memphis. Trey, you're on the fantasy freestyle dropping stats over beats. How can I help you get a W in week 11? What's going on? How you feeling, man? Uh-oh. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I got a question. Man. I lost T-Mobile. You know, they benched him. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking... Yeah, man, I, I was going to try to ride into the playoffs, man. And, uh, but I'm 73, though, so I'm looking pretty good. So, I'm, But I got Matt Stafford, so I'm thinking to pick up uh, Philip Rivers. He's on the waiver wire. And what do you think about him or Case Keenum? And also, uh, I had Charles Clay, so by me losing Tyrod, you know, one of his go-to uh, yeah. targets, what do you think about, like, uh, Austin Hooper or uh, – Jack Doyle or somebody like that out there. Of, uh, of, yeah, I think, listen, I do think this impacts Charles Clay a lot. We want to see what Peterman does with Clay. I definitely hear you. I would be okay with Jack Doyle, I think you mentioned. I have, I like Doyle over Austin Hooper. And yeah, I would do that over Clay because you got to wait and see on all the bills. I think LaShawn McCoy is the only Buffalo bill I would feel comfortable starting in fantasy unless I see it moving forward. But at least for week 11, he'd be the only guy I feel comfortable with as it relates to your quarterback position man I feel for you because I like T-Mobile a lot I thought he was going to be good rest of the season especially with that rushing potential you said though you have Matthew Stafford all right Trey and Matthew Stafford I think is a great option to have I think Matthew Stafford is a guy you can start every week you did however mention that Philip Rivers was on the waiver wire I would go ahead and go ahead and pick up Philip Rivers not to start in place of Stafford but you need that kind of backup just in case God forbid, uh, you know, Stafford goes down or gets hurt, something like that. So because of those reasons, yes, I would pick up Phillip Rivers, but I would start Matthew Stafford. And yes, I'm worried about Charles Clay, but it sounds like Jack Doyle is available to you. So I would do that. I would do that over Austin Hooper. All right, here's what we're going to do, guys. we got to take a quick break. All right, we got to pay some bills here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But first, got to tell you, as always, about DKMS. We are helping to fight against blood cancer go to dailyrodo.com slash dkms we're doing free dfs contests 
every week of the football season. If you win one of those, you get into the finals, week 17. You win that, you get tickets for two up to uh, Minnesota for the big game where Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show. I kind of think Janet Jackson will be there as well. We shall see. But the big part is you learn a lot more about how you can help the fight against blood cancer. You could register to be a bone marrow donor or a blood donor. This way, even if you lose at DFS, you are still a winner in life. All right, the phone lines are open. 844-843-6879. I see you, Paulie T. I see you, Danny, out there in Ohio. T, my man out there in Pittsburgh as well. Well, when we come back, we're going to be answering your calls, how to deal with Tyrod Taylor, how this impacts the Bills, trade questions, sit-start questions. If your waivers haven't run yet, I am here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. It's all about the stats over beat cipher when we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And this segment is all about you, the stats over beat cipher. It is the best part of my day when I get to try to help you guys win your leagues and win that cash. I tell you, I love the hashtag stats over beat cipher. People hit me up from Jamaica. People hit me up from New Zealand. People are hitting me up from all over the world. And I'm very excited and happy that I can help you. You know how worldwide we are? I'm just getting messages right now for part of the cypher hashtag stats over beats from my man El Pinche Gringo down there in Mexico City. He's holding it down, giving you the best barbecue you could possibly have. Big shout out to my man El Pinche Gringo. I hope everything is down there is doing okay after the tragic earthquake that happened um, down there. But if you're ever down there, look up my man El Pinche Gringo and he's got questions. You have questions. So let's open up the phones and get to them. Next up on the Fantasy Freestyle is my man Paulie T, a true friend of the cypher. Dilly Dilly! What's up, Paulie T? How are you? I'm doing good. all right. I'm doing all right. What's up? How can we help? Um, again, in a 12-man PPR, yep. I got that uh, dreaded tight end question with roster Safarian Jenkins on by. Yep. I need a little help in the tight end position. Okay. You know, they're all about seven-pointers, six-pointers, Tyler Croft, Julius Thomas, C. Federitz, and the rest of the six-pointers, and... Um, looking for a little magic, a of, little bit more. Fair enough. Of those guys that you mentioned, I like Tyler Croft. I like Tyler Croft. Here's why. They're facing Denver this week. You know that Denver shuts down the run game. You know that Denver is great on the outside. They are not as great at the tight end position. If you saw Sunday Night Football at all last week, they made the point on air that the New England Patriots were not utilizing their outside wide receivers. They were using their backs, and they were utilizing the tight end. I think Cincinnati will try to do the same thing. I think Tyler Croft is your best chance of the guys you mentioned to get into the end zone because you're absolutely right. ASJ, the Rastan Safari and Jenkins, the Rastafari, King Halit Selassie is on by. Of those, I like Tyler 
Tyler Croft. I hope that helps you out. Um, hope that helps you out, Paulie T. That's the tight end I would go with. I mentioned how much I love the stats over beat Cypher. Remember, another way to get at me is on Twitter. We got the poll question up right now. Which first or second year quarterback would you most want to start your franchise with? The options are Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and Deshaun Watson. Right now, there is a blowaway winner. I won't reveal that until the end of the show. If you want to check me out on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, you can find out. We'll see if it changes. But right now, there's one of those four guys have 53% of the vote. I actually thought it would be much closer than that. We keep it going here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Up next is Garrett in Louisiana. Garrett, you're dropping stats over beats with the Spittin' Statistician. How can I help you for Week 11? Hey, what's up, Speeds? Uh, I got a quick trade question. All right. Uh, I'm looking to trade uh, Jarek McKinnon and Devin Funches for either Julio Jones or Doug Baldwin. Wait, say that again. You're trying to trade McKinnon and Funches? And, yeah, McKinnon and Funches for either Julio Jones or Doug Baldwin. For either Julio Jones or Doug Baldwin? Um, yes, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you I like the matchups that uh, the Atlanta Falcons have in the playoffs this season. I like Julio Jones. And I think... Um yeah, I like Julio Jones. I like Julio Jones' rest of season a little bit better than Doug Baldwin. I like his matchups in the playoffs a little bit better. And I told you about that a little bit earlier in the show when I was talking about organizing for uh, for the, a playoff run. Check it out. Here's the, here's the Falcons. They have the Seahawks this Monday night. No Richard Sherman on Julio Jones. Then Tampa Bay. Bad pass defense. Then Minnesota, which is a good one, right? But then the playoff weeks. New Orleans. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, again, all of those games indoors. I like the Falcons. Give me Julio Jones. So I would, I, I do respect that. McKinnon and Funches. Go grab yourself Julio Jones. That's who I would go with. Hope it works out for you, Garrett. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle, we go to Ohio. It is Danny dropping stats over beats in Ohio. You're part of the cipher. How can Speeds help you for week 11, Danny? Hey, Speeds. Um, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, let's see. So, basically, I wanted to touch up on what you talked about earlier about stashing defenses. Yeah. Um, for the playoffs. So, I'm in a 10 team PPR. Yeah. I'm 6 and 4 right now. Um, I got three tight ends. Um, so, I have Jason Witten, Jack Doyle. I, have, I picked up Greg Gold, so I stashed him. So, out of those, do you think I should, let's say, drop, let's say next week, drop Jason Witten or drop Jake Doyle now and stash a. Defense? Yeah. You think that'd be a if good you're idea a playoff team, yeah, you said you have uh, Olsen as your third tight end? Yes. Yeah, so here's the thing. Once Olsen is back in week 12, you're starting him every week the rest of the season. Right, Danny? You know, so all you really need is a tight end for week 11. So out of Witten and Doyle, whichever one you're starting this week, the other one is droppable right now. Now, and then as soon as next week happens and we get word that Olsen is back and practicing, then the other one of those guys is droppable immediately. You are starting Greg Olsen week to week after that. That means that these guys are, uh, you know, sacrificable parts, shall we say. And then worse comes to worse. Greg Olsen gets hurt again. You can find the tight end, the caliber of those guys on the waiver wire. Yes, those guys are superficial parts. I understand that you need one more for just this week. 
week, but absolutely play the matchups. Look who's available. I would start looking at week 14 if that's when your playoff starts. I told you some guys I like, some teams I like. Find the matchup that's best for week 14, and yeah, you could drop that extraneous tight end. Thanks for the call, Danny. I hope it works out for you. I hope you make the playoffs at 6-4. and four. It may be a little bit tighter, but I don't know your league. If you're still a contender, then yes, do that right now. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle is T in Pittsburgh, out there in the Steel City. Listen, man, I am heavily invested in the Steel City. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. They're rounding into form, mostly because I have to fade the Patriots, and I also hope Lev Bell carries me to a fantasy championship this year. T, what's going on? How can I help you in Week 11 and beyond? How you doing, Speed? I'm going to be real quick, man. I got a, I got a, two running backs and one flex okay. out of these five guys. I got uh, Amir Abdullah, okay. Rob Smith, Samadre P. Ryan, Rex Burkhead, and Kelvin Benjamin. Two running backs and a flex. Oof. I, I got to tell you the truth. I don't like the options that much. Um, Abdullah is in. I don't like Rod Smith. You said P. Ryan and who else? Yeah. Abdullah P. Ryan, and who is the other running Kevin back? Benjamin. KB, who is the th- uh, it? Bricks Burkhead. Burkhead. Um, is this PPR or standard? Uh, PPR. I don't like Rod Smith. And I'm worried about Nate Peterman for Kelvin Benjamin. I, You know, maybe he's – Kelvin Benjamin, I think you bench. I think if they show some good chemistry, you could put him back in your lineup. But for me, I would go Abdullah. Then I would go Pirine as my second because I think he gets the work. Uh, split with Thompson there in Washington. And then I'd go Burkhead because it is PPR. Burkhead has been doing a little bit of work in the passing game. You saw last week for the Pats. He had a nice little game. Next up on the Fantasy Freestyle, we go to Arizona. We got K-Dub. K-Dub is in Arizona dropping stats over beats. What's up, man? How can I help you for week 11 and beyond? Yo, what's going on, man? Yo, um, I got a wide receiver question, actually. Okay. Um, I was actually wondering... Um, because I got a one, two, three, four. I got five receivers right now. Uh, I'm starting um, Juju McShuster, of course. Yep. Um, but I'm right now. I only can start one more. I'm deciding between Robert Woods and between Kelvin Benjamin and Michael Crabtree. And I also got Robbie Anderson, but he's on by. So of course he's he is on by. With those, I go. I I like Juju. I like Crabtree. I like Crabtree. I actually listen. Uh, K-Dub, I love Robert Woods and all. I think, however, this is the week where he regresses just a little bit. He's been too hot for the last couple of weeks. I think he naturally takes a step back. Part of the beauty of the Rams offense this year, I don't know how often you listen, but I call the Rams offense like a fantasy herd. You never know. It's like their strength is in the pack, right? You never know. Like Maybe next week it'll be Watkins. Maybe next week it'll be Cooper Cup. It's been Woods, and he's been real consistent, but I think they go to Minnesota, and at Minnesota, Xavier Woods, Terrence Newman, their secondary is deep. That Vikings defense is good at home, so I would lean elsewhere if you have a good option, and you do in Crabtree down in Mexico City taking on the Pats. Okay, so I like Juju, I like Crabtree, and then if you need a third, it would be Robert Woods. Crabtree and the uh, Oakland Raiders are going to Mexico City to take on the Pats. If you are down there in Mexico City, you got to check out my man, El 
Pinche Gringo and his barbecue. That's the second plug for the Pinche Gringo today. Our last caller of the day. We've got Cliff in, in Beantown. We go up to Boston. Hey, Cliff, what's going on? I'm dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle with Speeds. What's up? What's going on, man? Got a big question for you, all right? Okay, so, I only like big questions. Um, Don't bring those small questions to me anymore, all right? There, Cliff. All right. Exactly. So, 7-3 right now. I'm in a 10-person PPR. Got the playoffs coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, I got this little strategy that I'm doing where I'm holding three quarterbacks and just rotating them for the rest of the season. Okay. Now, when I, what I want to do is I really like Big Ben's rest of the season schedule. Yep. Do you think he's worth the pickup? And I'm looking to drop Buck Allen. Yeah, I think you can drop Buck Allen. I think you can drop Buck Allen, uh, Cliff, and here's why. Two words, Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead is coming back, it looks like, this week. I think Danny Woodhead will assume some of those PPR um, opportunities. And I agree with you. I'm looking at the Steelers matchups for the rest of the season. Tennessee this week, not a great pass defense. Green Bay after that, not a great pass defense. Then at Cincinnati, week 13, that could be a little bit tough. But then in the big time playoff weeks that you need 14 and 15 and 16 they are home in 14 and 15 you know Ben is better at home and he's got New England in there bad pass defense and then 16 championship game at Houston one of the worst pass defenses in the league that game takes place on Christmas might be a great Christmas present for you when we come back we check in on those polls and uh the cypher responded real quick I'm very proud I'll let you know what I'm talking about when when we come back, it's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. The Minnesota Vikings said they were very tempted to start Teddy Bridgewater, but instead they said that after Case Keenum's performance last week where he threw for over 300 yards, they couldn't set him down. Fear is a great motivator. The same thing happened here with Case Keenum, and it looked like he did in fact save his job with a good performance last week. Let's see if he can do it again. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. La 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 Ooh la 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 Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Wednesday. We just helped out the stats over beat Cypher, win their leagues, and win that cash. I feel so much love from everybody hitting me up on Twitter, showing me how well they are doing. And check this out. It, it, you know, it's great. Like, I, I say something, and the Cypher responds already. Check this out. At a few amigos hit me up on Twitter with, in fact, a screenshot of his team and lineup showing that he is 10-0 and on the season. That's what I'm talking about. We're over here helping him win his league and win that cash. I told you earlier in the show, we got a poll question up. Which first or second year quarterback would you most want to start your franchise with? Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, or Deshaun Watson? Right now, 52%. Over half of you, and this is with about 250 votes so far, just in the last hour, 
You're going with Carson Wentz, Wentzylvania. If we asked this question at the beginning of the season, I think it would have been Dak Prescott. If we asked this question about a month and a half ago, it might have been Deshaun Watson. A lot of people love the, uh, you know, the trajectory of Jared Goff with Sean McVay as well. But 53% of you are taking Wentzylvania, the current odds-on favorite to win the end. NFL MVP award. Clayton Trahan out there also says Wentz with a slight lean. Tyrone Williams, however, on Twitter is saying no, thinks that golf has way more potential. All I know is that the Cleveland Browns struck out on the opportunity to get all of these guys. So I find that very interesting indeed. On tomorrow's show on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to start going deep into the matchups of Week 11. I'm going to have my spotlight games. I'm going to give you some diamonds in the rough and some fantasy fugazis, the guys you need to forget about in key matchups in Week 11, including, of course, Thursday Night Football, which will kick off Week 11 as the Steelers host Exotic Smash Mouth and the Tennessee Titans. And also on tomorrow's show, we got another fantasy football rap remix from my guys, Young Kaz, you know, The Effect. They got a new one. It's from my boys, So Fresh and So Clean, talking about Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. I'll leave it at that. You need to check out tomorrow's episode. They do a great job with their rap remix fantasy football parodies. And we got another one on tomorrow's edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. All right. We also have people hitting us up on the YouTube. YouTube chat. So I'm bringing in my boy Chris, the analyst Ventra, analyst Ventra right now. Hey, Chris, what are the people saying on YouTube? They're talking about everything. They're talking about trades. They're talking about who they should pick up. Uh, a lot of people want to pick up um, Drake. All right. Yeah, I like Kenyon Drake. I like him. He's got a great matchup against Tampa Bay this week. It looks like Drake separated himself from Damian Williams in mm-hmm. that backfield. I think it's still going to be a committee, but it looks like, you know, Drake kind of like 60-40 or 70-30 instead of what I thought was a true timeshare right after the Ajayi move. But I got some questions for you. Ready? All right, go ahead. All right, so first one real quick. Who would you start this week? You got to pick one. PPR, Marshawn Lynch, Kenyon Drake. Orleans Darkwa or Dougie Fresh? That's not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. It is not easy. Um, I might go Drake. I would go, you know, I was thinking about Drake, but I would go Darkwa. Yeah. I like Darkwa. Darkwa's been running well lately. It's very close. I would go Darkwa, then Drake. Then maybe Doug Martin. Uh, you saw what Carolina did in the run game against the Dolphins on Monday night. Maybe that is the elixir for Dougie Martin to get back going as well. But my answer, if you had to pick one, would be Orleans Darkwing Duck. Um, that's about it from here tonight. When we come back tomorrow, like I said, we dive into the spotlight games of Week 11, Diamonds and Fugazis. We got a rap remix, and we have the Stats Over Beat Cypher. Coming together to win some leagues and win that cash. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Have a great night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.